Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to the From the Shadows podcast. I am the producer, Jason Lewis. I would like to thank you for tuning in to the From the Shadows podcast. And without further ado, here is your host, Shane Grove. All right, in this episode of From the Shadows podcast, we'd like to introduce a couple of uh, local, and I say local, I mean North Central Ohioans, Tim and Sharma. We're going to welcome them to the program. Um, and they are kind of a, they're, they're example of what we're trying to do here with the podcast by talking about stuff from the shadows. Okay. About, you know, your experiences with whether it's a, a, a ghost, a, an alien visiting you or the dog man chasing you down Temple Road. Um, these are a couple that I have known, uh, at least Tim for practically all his life, uh, who, out of the blue because of this program approached me last week and, and they told me some very interesting stories that I thought would be uh, of value to the listeners uh, to maybe help other people come forward and want to want to share their stories. And so you know that you're not alone out there uh, if something is uh, doesn't seem right at the house or wherever you may be. So... Um, and what also is interesting about these uh, the stories they were telling me is that the house they took place at, if you are a, a listener and have listened to all of our episodes, it is uh, extremely close to the uh, road that the dog man chased uh, our uh, esteemed from the Shadows podcast member, the judge, down the road as a young teenager. So, uh, so keep that in mind as we hear their story and they, and they tell us that all this stuff is kind of happening, which we're going to get into uh, later after the story in a little centralized area in North central Ohio. Um, so uh, without uh, any uh, further ado, Tim Sharma, welcome to the, uh, welcome to the podcast. Hi. Thank you. So let me jump in here. <clears throat> this is, um, a unique opportunity for for people to tell us you know your experiences and we really want to encourage any listeners out there if you've had similar experiences or unique experiences on your own you know contact us by email instagram twitter facebook and uh, maybe you'd like to come on the podcast and share your stories as well so let's start with what are you going to talk with us about tonight? Obviously, it's not going to be about a dog man chasing you down the no. road. <laughs> or Jerry tackling Bigfoot. We lived in a, a haunted oh, house for 10 years. When you say haunted, and for those of you who've listened to Dr. Rebecca Foster's uh, podcast, that's sort of a, uh, 
an interesting term of art, whether something's haunted or yes. not haunted. Mm -hmm. and, and she went into difference between spirits and specters and ghosts and things like that. So, you know, the word haunted is kind of a generic term. So we're going to try to explore with you to, uh, today what, what that really means. So tell us about your house. Well, we bought the house in 1998. It's on uh, Beach Grove Road in Crawford County. We were really young. It was our first house. Bought it at auction. So it needed a complete overall overhaul. Um, part of it was livable. So we lived in the downstairs. Um, for about six years. Yeah, for about six years. Before we did the upstairs. Yeah. So we redid it room by room. Tim is a carpenter and a farmer. So he did. we did all the work ourselves. And um, just started seeing some weird things. Hear, you, hearing things, seeing things. When you say weird, what do you mean? Well, at first, because we were on different shifts. So he was working a swing shift at GE at that yeah. time. And so at first, you know, I would be we in there evening. Be when we'd see stuff. Yeah, we weren't together. And so at first, I would like hear bumps or just think you see something out of the corner of your eye. And I kind of just brushed it off. Like, it's not something you really believe when you first see it. And then he had an interesting story with the dog. He was sleeping during the day. Yeah, I was sleeping, and uh, there was a hallway to our bedroom. And the dog sets up in bed and just starts barking. So I turn over, and I kind of open my eyes a little bit and look, and a man with flannel shirt and suspenders walked past, like into the bathroom. So I get up and I'm like, What's So let me going ask on? you this when you saw that the man was, uh, did you actually see color or was it more gray, darkish? No, he, it looked like a person just walked by, but I didn't see his face. It just like a solid figure. So was it your first instinct that a real person was right. somehow in your house? I get up and I'm like, Who's here? You know, so I start looking around and he kind of walked, kind of like my dad. So I thought, Well, dad stopped and you know, needed to use the bathroom or something. So uh, I get up and I look, nobody's there. I look out in the driveway and down the road and there's no traffic. I mean, it's two o'clock or something like that in the middle of the day on a random Tuesday, you know? So, so quick prior question. to this, oh, Jerry, go ahead. So prior, prior to moving in your house, did you ever have any kind of paranormal yeah, experience? Yeah, we or, both did. So, yeah, as a kid, I had different things as a kid but nothing until like your teens or adult life no not really not when until you were little when i was little you know so nothing as clear as when well, you moved in i more my dad and my mom told me one time dad come home from work where we lived um about 10 miles from our place on beach grove and, and you're talking about the house down the road from you. A hundred yards down the road from yeah. where I grew up. Where I grew up. Dad, so. Dad come home and mom had me and my sister and they were we were all in the bathroom. And I don't remember it, but they tell me. But uh, apparently I said to dad, dad's like, what are you guys doing? You know, and, and I said to dad, well, the Tupperware lids were flying like Frisbees through the house. And... Uh, I mean, I don't remember, I kind of remember something, but I don't remember. I was like five. You know? So something like, I think if 
maybe other shows would describe it as a, as a poltergeist type experience yeah, where something like objects were being moved by some sort of energy force and didn't know. So you, your mom rounds up all the kids, puts them in a... Yeah, because I, I remember the old lady that lived <laughs> at the house, pet, we called her pet. Um, although she was, I could see her going into the kitchen because she was a feisty old lady throwing Tupperware lids all over the kitchen just to scare my mom just to scare yeah <laughs> okay so i could see it and i would have to ask some of my relatives but pet probably was born at that house and probably so. died at was, the, and probably her brother died there they yeah. had the wake in the living room yeah. okay so yeah you're talking like an old farmhouse that mm -hmm. that uh was kind of creepy so, Sharma, you said that uh, you also had had some experiences. The house I grew up in, it wasn't anything like that. There was just footsteps constantly up and down the stairs at nighttime. In fact, they were so heavy, I would get up and see. My bedroom was upstairs. My mom's was downstairs. I would get up to see if my mom was doing mm -hmm. something downstairs, and she would be asleep. And then I actually saw at All Miller Park one time, I was over there with some friends and I looked over and I saw a man sitting on a, like a rock for a few seconds and he wasn't there. But other than that, we would lose things in the house too. And um, I remember my mom constantly misplacing her keys, but it was odd because I don't know, it was, She'd say, okay, give me my keys back, that sort of thing, and walk away a little bit later, she would find her keys. So. And we talked before we came on about similar experiences in a house I grew up on, which we'll touch on later. So both of you had some sort of frame of reference yeah. that, you know, there is maybe things that go bump in the night that aren't necessarily explainable through normal, you know, sciences uh, or resident skeptic, the howler would say, well, you know, there's, there's an explanation for everything. So how, how do you, so a guy walks down your, or figure walks down the hallway. Do you, did you hear anything or was it like you no. heard footsteps or it was just because the dog, the dog, the dog set up started. And did you call out and say, Hey, is it, did you ever say, yeah, Hey, I and, said, I said, who's out there? And there's yeah. no answer. No, nothing. Now how, how long did the dog carry on? Uh, not real long. Cause as soon as I, would get up, I would say, you know, it's all right, you know, Gladys, go the back to sleep or whatever. The dog was named yeah. Gladys. After all, this is mother. But that's a whole nother podcast. Oh, I, <laughs> assume, I guess so. I guess so. I, I, I mean, assume you didn't call the sheriff and say, hey, I think yeah. there's an intruder in my Gladys house. is going. I looked around, you know, there was nothing missing or I was like, what the heck, you know. So was that the first time either one of you actually had seen some sort of in that house, that's the first right. time I had seen anything, and I didn't say anything to her because I didn't want her to think I was crazy. Yeah. Okay. Well, so once know. again, we talk about people who, who have life experiences and they don't tell anybody. And when sometimes when you're watching TV, you're like, well, why wouldn't you tell somebody? That's the first thing I Yeah, you don't even want to tell your. Were you guys spouse. married at the time? No, we weren't. Yeah, you don't, you don't even want to tell your person that you're going to marry. Mm -hmm. Well, I saw this because maybe you might think. Because, so then I'm assuming. You guys hadn't told each other no. about the stuff that happened to. No. Okay, so it's not like you said, like that. "Hey Tim, by the way, before we start dating, I just I saw a guy I was sitting on a rock <laughs> yeah, at no. Elmore Park." That, that, yeah. yeah. So you didn't even. 
No. Discuss that stuff. Yeah. Okay. We started discussing it after I saw the man. Okay. We were sleeping one night, and I woke up in the middle of the night, and there, the man, the same man, uh, red flannel shirt, green suspenders, was standing at the end of the bed. And we were not married at the time, and he did not like that. You could just get that vibe. He was. It was a, you need to... It's a very conservative ghost. Yeah, and you need to make some changes. <laughs> Dressed to Santa Claus. And so after that, <laughs> did I wake you up that night? I can't remember. Yeah. We started talking yeah. about what we were seeing and comparing some notes and yeah. Now, were you, were you upset then when you said, oh my God, Tim, I just saw a guy dressed in a flannel shirt and he goes, oh yeah, I saw him last week. He was walking down the hall. And he didn't tell you, or you're no. not like, what are you doing? You know, so it was okay. We, right. it, yeah, I was shocked that was, he, we were both seeing the same thing. Okay, okay. So. I have a quick question. Now, that gentleman in the flannel coat that you saw walking down the hall, did you ever later on find out through research who that might have been? Well, well we have an idea. We've okay. seen him since, and okay. we think that He's that the only one we still see every okay. once in a while. I see. You mean you still see him like once in a while? Great, oh, okay. Once in a great while. So. So we think he's a relative. All right. So since okay. you moved out, yes. Yes. So the, so it followed you. Well, to wherever your new residence. I as a kid, I would see him once in a while at my grandma's house. He would sit. Well, it was my he grandpa. Was he, okay. My yeah. grandpa. Oh well, yeah, that too. <laughs> and he died when I was nine, and he smoked like a chimney. And grandma always griped at him about smoking in the house, so she bought one of those. Air purifier things, smokeless ashtray, and he yeah. sat and would blow smoke into that air purifier thing at okay. the kitchen table. And after he died, you could just kind of turn your head, and it was you know like he would be sitting there for a second, and you'd look back, and you'd be like, you know, he wouldn't be there. But it was like a residual thing, I guess. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, at the time, you didn't know that's what they'd call it, but right. you know now that's what they would call it. Since then, since we've moved, we've seen, I've seen him in the yard a couple different times. I've not seen him in the house, but he comes around when like certain things are going on in the family. Like if there's been a death or something's going really? on, that's kind of difficult. Almost like to say, it's okay. It's okay. Chill out. You're, you're fine. I have dreams He's about not scary. him from time to time. Yeah. And that's why I kind of, when he, I saw him at the end of the bed and I kind of think I knew at that point who he was. He didn't like us. It's more of a doing what we were doing thing when yeah. you see this guy, except when you saw him at the end of the bed, and he was mad. He was like, were, "No, yeah. let's, let's yeah, he this. So then we got married the next year on his birthday. If it, so it is my oh. <laughs> if it is my grandpa, he wouldn't have liked it. Yeah, okay. so. right. But anyway, okay. So 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 you guys start talking about it. Then, yeah. Then what? More stuff starts happening. Yeah. The more we talk about it, the more happens. Um. One night in the middle of the night. We had this old clock radio by the bed and it starts playing. It was like two, three o'clock in the morning. And so I, it was on my side. So I get up and I immediately unplug it. He yells, unplug that clock. And I show him the plug and the clock. And I say, it's unplugged. And he said, well, take the battery out of it. I turn it over. There's no battery. So the radio is still playing. He takes it to the back door. He throws it out the back door and it does not stop playing until it hits the ground. 
So it never came back in the house. You used it in the barn I after used it that in the barn. for the animals. You pulled this place. I think I animals. would have just put it right out there for S and R Refuge to pick. Yeah. Up. yeah. Yes. Who, by the way, is one of our sponsors. <laughs> yes. And if you call Todd Redmond, probably come pick up the haunted radio <laughs> wearing his medal <laughs> to show his superpowers. He okay. has a special division just for picking up haunted <laughs> radio. There is. There is a, uh, a museum that he is dedicated to. Paranormal garbage. <laughs> come garbage. and visit for a small but fee. That's yeah. not really the first thing that happened in the house. Well, it kind of is. It's one of the earlier things that happened. When we first bought it, I the, there was a walk-in attic. <sighs> you walk in, and it was unfinished. But there was old storm windows and mason jars. And so I go up there to start cleaning it up. Well, the weird thing about this attic, it always was weird to me, I've been in hundreds of houses because I do construction and I've never seen there was a box in the corner it was about four by three and it was lined in lead hey. I don't know never seen it before never seen that anywhere since what was in it nothing just it old empty. jars and nothing yeah interesting how big was it, it was about three big. by four and it was probably... Was it part of the attic? It was like built into the attic. It was probably 30 inches tall or something like that. Jerry, isn't uh, lead supposed to repel spirits and things like that? Isn't lead one of those things that... I mean, according to folklore. But it was built was heavy, too. It was like tongue and groove, two buys, you know, with this lead lining in it. And it was nailed all around the top of it, like every inch or whatever. They had those little nails... It was really strange. I never, like I said, I've been in hundreds, hundreds of houses and I've never seen, because I've done construction for 30 Since years. 12, yeah. and, uh, okay. So tell us about so the lead line box. Okay. All right. So so on that. In, in this attic, when I'm cleaning, there's this picture. It's one of those old pictures taken in the early 1900s. It's got the real ornate frame. It's big, though. You know, it's, it's huge. So I had nothing, you know. She officially didn't live there yet. So we'll have to ask Grandpa. Yeah. So he can give us the. I, I had no furniture or anything. So we take this picture out. First thing we do is open it up, look for cash, you know. Sure. But then we clean it up and we hang it on the wall because we didn't have any decorations. So. You know, everybody's like, "What are you hanging?" Give us a conversation, please. Yeah, I don't know. We just hung it up. But everybody always fixated on that picture. It mm -hmm. seemed like when they'd come in, they'd be like, "That's weird." <laughs> they'd never say, "Is that your relative?" They would just be like. What the hell you got that picture for? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, what if it really was your right? <laughs> right. So, so you you think that the figure in your house is your grandfather? The other things that, that you're about to tell us about experience, do you think those are totally separate from yes. him? So you have dueling, uh, dueling energies, paranormal activity. So tell us about some of the, the other ones. So we were there five years. About the to go on about the picture. We were there five years. The picture was of a woman in a Victorian. It was a man. Oh, did you find that one first? Yeah. Okay, go on. Um, so I decided to redo the room right below that, and I, you know, I rewired the attic and I did different things over the years. But we decided to redo the room right below it, and there's a stovepipe that goes up through this attic. So I have to go up to take the stovepipe down to redo the ceiling 
when I go to remove the stovepipe, there's another picture in the same exact place. And it wasn't there. And it wasn't there. I mean, I'd never seen it before. I don't know where it come from, you know? It was just there. It was all coated in dust. Wow. And I would have had to have moved it to get to the junction boxes for the wiring and all that stuff. So there's no way you could have missed this. Right. No. Not in five years in your own house, right? In the in the time in this five year span, we start seeing this woman. Yeah. We we named her Bess. I don't know why. She just walked around. She the just house walked and around. Warmed herself by the stove. The stove, yeah, that you know, already installed. You would see it. You would turn and just the, like out of the corner of your eye, you'd see her standing there with her hands behind her back at the stove. And she had this long flowing dress on. She had her hair in a bun, very like. Once early. again, was this in color? Like you yeah. could see, or versus yeah. a gray. You could tell she was wearing a black dress, and you know she had yellow or you know kind of sandy brown hair. And so she's the lady that was in the picture. And so we find the picture like, and she's oh, the so lady. Then, so, okay. So, okay. Yeah. so then, so we get this picture out, of course, you know, because we're nerds, we hung up beside the yeah. other one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah. You know? okay. But the, and, it, and it looks like this is the daughter to the original picture. I mean, they looked... The features are very know. similar. Okay. And, the, and it's, were the frames similar? Yes. Yeah. They were... Not exactly the same, but real similar. Very similar. They look like they came from the same time same period. Time yes, period. absolutely. Yes. Okay. Um, they're still in that house. <laughs> we left them. Unless, unless the other lady took them out. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever go back through the county records and try to see who would have owned that and who this person could have been? I tried. Um, I went back. I got back, I want to say, to early 1900s, and that's kind of where I lost track of it. Um, but some other things came up at that time. We, we had a baby and some things that I needed to focus on. Otherwise, I didn't have. And then we sold it shortly after that. So, But, yeah, I tracked it a little while. Um, I was able to track that the people that owned it before us rented it in the, like, 40s and 50s. Mm -hmm. And then they bought it. And then we bought it from them. And then the same family before that owned it. And I'll be honest, I don't remember their names. But they owned it for many, many years before that. And the best we could figure that it was built right around civil war-ish time yeah. from the oh, style yeah. of construction. At least part of it. Yeah, part yeah. of it. It was two yeah. houses that were put together. So when you, when, you, when you looked at the residential property disclosure form, did it say... <laughs> it says pre-1920s. Pre, yeah. Does it say it comes with apparitions? <laughs> no. <laughs> Obviously, your grandfather were not going to count. No. He follows you there. So, so you start seeing the so you start seeing the lady. Yeah. You find the picture yeah. of the lady. You put two and two together. Yeah. So, so what are some of the other things? I mean, did the lady interact with you guys, or did you just so see her? When you took every time you went in the bathroom and you took a shower, you didn't take one alone. You felt like somebody <laughs> was in there with you, and every now and then you'd even feel like yeah, they would like. Rub, pet your back whoa, or whatever. Yeah. It was and awful. It was like, oh, like you know, this is there a fly sale right now? <laughs> You'd be like, it was for those hard to reach places. Yeah, it was weird. It was not, it was uncomfortable. Yeah, every time the bathroom was creepy. I gotta be honest, so far I haven't seen a problem with this house yet. <laughs> <laughs> Holy smokes. Okay. Yeah. That's what you put on the residential disclosure form. Right? Yeah. That'll entice some buyers. By the way, just for legal reference, um, there's no requirement in the state of Ohio that you list that your house could be haunted on the residential property disclosure. Well, and before I sold, we sold it, I researched that and made sure of that because... Yeah, there's no requirement just to do in case. There's a Supreme Court case out there in some case in some state about whether or not you have to disclose 
whether someone had died or been murdered in the house. So that's so. So let's get back to your uh, showering. <laughs> so let's go because I know Jerry is. Very so this bathroom was, it, we had a full basement, but this bathroom was built over like this old crawl space. So it was like all yucky and filled in with dirt and stuff. But I swear, every time you would go in the basement, the laundry was in the basement, you would feel somebody watching you from underneath that bathroom crawl space. Don't you agree? Yeah. It was crazy. Like someone was in the crawl space. Yes. Yeah, something was going on. So there, there was, was dirt in the crawl space. Yeah. yeah kind of like. You've been like in the basement. somebody was buried in the crawl space. Well, I'm not sure everybody not going there, but maybe. I'm just throwing it out there. I knew there was dead cats under there yeah. when we bought it. It was creepy to go down that basement and do laundry, but one. So, so father, this entity that's who you identified. Yeah. Did you get the impression that there, and I think we're getting there, is that there was more players oh, absolutely. than just these two? Yeah. Yeah, Bess was the most predominant one that we would see, um, and she was all over the house, mostly in that dining room right outside the yeah. bathroom. And, and she yeah. would she would be all over though. But um, then there was a lady that was more dressed in white. Yeah. But you didn't really see her as often. No. I don't know if it was the same. You know, you never seen a face. You've seen or the, just the, glimpses. The clothes that you're describing, these are 1800s, early 1900s? Yeah, late 18, mm -hmm. early 19. The okay. long flowing dress. Victorian style. Yes, yes. yes. Um, and she had her hair very neatly done back into a bun. I mean, you could see that there was a bun on the back yeah. of her head. So my father grew up on Beach Grove Road. Oh. In the house, um, it's been for sale umpteen times um it's got the barns it's two-story really short window in the upstairs you're like i'll never get out of that window if there's a fire he grew up in that house and when he he was the seventh son of the seventh son by the way mm -hmm. and when he was 12 years old he first experienced he walked out to the barn and he saw all these people dressed as you're describing in the barn and they were just going about their daily lives mm -hmm. and he's sitting there watching them and as if they didn't see him they were just going about their daily Is that lives right on the corner yeah okay so right down the road right so <laughs> we're, we're talking real close and so he was never thoroughly convinced that um what he saw was ghost he he was somehow believed that what he was seeing was ripples in time mm. That these that, that he was somehow seen through a dimensional plane because these people didn't see him, they didn't acknowledge him, and they were dressed like they were, you know, eighteen hundreds or whatever. Now, that was a theory he had. I say it's right, but it is taking place within my gosh feet. With feet of <laughs> I, I walked to the barn across the road from that house every day to feed my goats. Okay, so we're talking, yeah. <laughs> so it's funny. So my dad grew up in that house. So oh. it's almost like, you, I mean, if, you're, if that's, you're going to subscribe to his theory, which I don't know how much research he put to his theory. Well, my father was not a real <laughs> cerebral man, so I'm not so sure he did. But it's almost like there's something like if it, the, the ripple going through the neighborhood and you guys are catching glimpses of maybe the lady warming her hands at the stove and just she just happens to be in the shower at the same time but there wouldn't have been a shower back then no. but you know maybe 
maybe she's doing something in that whatever space that was yeah. while your guys just happen to be in the shower. Yeah. That'd be, or if that's even the same yeah. entity in yeah. the shower that you're yeah. seeing. So. Well, we, over the years, we saw different things. And one time we were in the kitchen and we were both in the kitchen together. The guy was at the doorway and she was facing me. Yeah. And I, yeah, I was like, yeah, we were right there in the same space looking towards the counter, but we were talking and I looked towards the counter and I said, do you see that? And he said, yeah, what do you see? And I said, I see an orange ball of light over the counter. And he said, I see it too. About that big. Now, I've never been a believer in orbs. I think pictures and things, that's a lot of dust and things. This was a glowing ball of orange light hanging over our counter. And we both saw it. And it was the oddest thing. I, I think that's the oddest thing I've ever seen in my life. Well, and it hung there for a good minute. That's the, I mean, you're seeing it's like strange. a guy at the end of the bed. But that's almost <laughs> kind of explainable, you know? It's oh. like, oh, okay, that's, you know, Bess but or whoever. This, the orb story, though, we were telling our neighbors directly across the road. About, about yeah, about what was going the on. orange light. And she says, well, the funny thing is, when the house sat empty, we would drive past there, and she would tell her husband, I like that orange light in the kitchen. Yeah, oh, she she collected lights, and she, she thought it was a light. So that it was a light. Had she collects like beer signs, and yeah, you know, yeah. Okay. So she's like, I don't know what kind of light that is, but I like that color of orange. Yeah. You tell her she could have it. I mean, she's, she's <laughs> got an orange car now, you know. Yeah. So she likes the color orange. Yeah. Okay. So we, it's just yeah. And, some and so you stuff. just you just sat there and watched it, yeah. and then it just, and it just, it just disappeared. Just, and it was just like for. It didn't move. It Probably. just kind of sat there. Yeah. Like Ten seconds. Oh, mm. I bet it was longer than that. Yeah, I mean, well, long enough for you two to have a conversation. Yes, about it. exactly. So, yeah. Hold so. on, hold on. Okay. Sounds to me like there's a certain frequency in that area that it seems like it's conducive to this paranormal activity. Uh, it's allowing you to be able to see things as well as experience things that just in that particular area. And that's fascinating. Um, well, and then we're just talking about what we know. Just yeah. what you, yeah, just what you've witnessed so far. It's a great place to investigate, it sounds yeah. like. Well, when I get to the wind story with my daughter, you may not think it's a great thing to investigate. <laughs> well, <laughs> so, we have some stories that it, so, it so, got scarier. Yes. You know, there was a lot of things before Ivy. Yeah, we have a daughter. Her name is Ivy. When, okay. we, when we remodeled the upstairs... You know, the whole time I was up there, I was drywalling and insulating and everything. Always felt like somebody was watching you. But uh, then shortly after that, it kind of got... It got worse. Like once we moved upstairs, it got We got worse. married. We moved upstairs. Yeah, and stepped up another notch. Yeah. His, his... So up until this point, everything seems pretty benign. Yeah. You just Harmless. Kind of you get used to things. it. Yeah, okay, no big it's deal. Best. She's warming her hands. It's grandpa. It's cool, man. We're married now. Quit peeking in the bed. Don't you know, <laughs> yeah, worry that some night, you know, we'll be it's a cool. little romantic. Grandpa, come on, man. So it gets after we get married and we move upstairs, it gets worse yeah. a little bit. We at that point we had like one. It always was worse at Halloween time too. One time I had I'm I'm a big decorator when it comes to like holidays. So I had some glass pumpkins on a shelf in the dining room, and they were you know about the size of a baseball maybe. And um, we're sitting in the living room, the two of us and our dogs. We had two dogs at that time. And um, all of a sudden, we hear this crash in the dining room. 
And I had three glass pumpkins sitting there and one of them had flown across the dining room and hit the floor and shattered into a million pieces. So we're like, how did this happen? You know, the dogs weren't, you know, scratching and shaking the wall or anything like that. We were watching TV, so we weren't moving around. And we wiggled the so we, yeah, shelf. We went out to wiggle the shelf to see if we could get the other ones to kind of have that kind of force to do that. Mm-hmm. And we didn't. It, Junior high science. Yeah. A body at rest stays at rest unless active on by an external force, either equal or greater than the that mass. That may be the only That's thing of yes, science related. <laughs> Thank you, okay. Miss Hart. Okay. Yes. So Ms. that Hart. kind of stuff happened. One night, I had two nep- have two nephews, and at that time, they were about 10 and 15, 14, 15. And he has a little brother at that time, was about 13. Well, the boys were at our house quite a bit. And one night, um, my mom was out there, and we had the boys, and you had went to take your little brother home. I went to take my brother home. Joey. And my mom and I were in the living room. You had had Joey and Chase. Yeah. Chase went with My nephew. My mom and I were in the living room with my dogs, and all of a sudden, the back door starts violently shaking. It was like someone was on the outside hanging onto the knob and just, like, shaking it back and forth, banging it, you know, in the door jam. And we thought these guys were taken, were playing with us. So she calls me and she says, you guys Knock stop it. it. off. Where yeah. are you? Because we know, we've all seen stuff at this point. We all know something's going on. And he's like, I'm in town at my mom's I'm, house you know, driving I'm, Joe I'm on North Sandusky yeah. Street. So, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. No one was out there. I went out. I checked to see who was out there, what was going on. Nothing. So, you know, we're freaked out at this point. Um... And so then he comes back, he checks out everything. And you can shake the door like that. Like I could take my hand and shake the door, but there was nothing out there. It was shaking from the outside too. Nothing out there to shake it. it. And it's a, there's an enclosed porch on the other side. So it's not like it was wind. Yeah. And I think it was windy that night. Knowing the neighborhood. (laughs) That porch, (laughs) one time, several times I would step out onto that, uh, off the porch, onto the steps. And I swear I was pushed more than once. Our engagement party, I flew out the steps and landed out on the grass. And it was amazing because you would clear the sidewalk, you'd clear the rest of the steps and land on the grass. I have never done that, knock on wood. So you had what Again. we call an Elena Ross experience. Yeah, where the, where the auntie actually touched you. Oh, yeah. Physically touched. Yeah. Outside of being in the shower. Well, and then after we had our daughter, she was a tiny baby and my mom was there. She was picking her up for the day to keep her all day. And he took Ivy, the baby, and he said, Polly, I'll carry her out for you. And at that point, my mom was pushed out. the. It was like she flew. Because I was right behind her and she cleared the steps. I mean, it was like something forced force like in your back. Like. Like, like, like something really moved your yeah, body. And like you. she had so much momentum when she landed, she tried not to fall and she like stumbled and stumbled and stumbled before yeah. she finally, you know, fell down. And then she turned around and immediately accused you of shoving. Well, she's like, I don't know what happened. I must have tripped or something, you know? Yeah. And for whatever reason, I said, I'll carry Ivy out. You know, she was just a baby. And I don't know why. Because that was she normally when she came to get her, she would just get her in her little car seat basket thing and that could have take been her big, to the car. Big trouble if she could have been. been. Yeah. Yeah. So when that started happening, obviously you have to start reassessing the situation yeah. from, is okay, safe? this is harmless to this is not safe. Right. 
Right. And I've been there, and you'll hear my yeah. my whole analysis on that. Yeah. But so, what you guys do? Then? Well, we we stayed there for a while. Um, we had some other experiences before we had Ivy, and the strangest ones when we were having. Yeah. Ivy. But we had, a, during the middle of the night one time, a similar door experience. Do you remember that? Yeah. We got up in the middle of the night, 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning, and the door downstairs, someone was knocking on it. Oh, yeah, yeah, it. yeah. Well, our bedroom looked out over the driveway. There wasn't anybody out. He went flying down the stairs. I thought somebody needed help. Nobody was that there. Mean, was, right. So, but we had other stuff happen well, like we had, that. I put French doors in our bedroom upstairs there, glass yeah. French doors, and we had <laughs> curtains over them. If you wanted to, Grandpa walk. couldn't watch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that room was kind of a, you know, kind of had a weird angle. It's kind of a weird feeling room. Yeah, anyway. and then there was a spare room off to the other side. And one night we're both in bed, and the doors just we're sleeping. Flew open, and someone yelled Sharma really loud. In to to push it open, you had to slide the curtains, and they were you know heavy drape type curtains. Yeah, that were clear to the floor, and. So the amount of force that would have been required. To it was more than them. just a breeze. You could feel the wind off of it when they opened it. And the dogs so were fast. in the room with us, so it wasn't them. And somebody yelled your... Someone yelled my name. A man yelled my name. And I never slept really sound the whole time because somebody would get in your face and go, shh, or wake up. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to have to pause this spine-tingling and chilling interview with this week's guests, Tim and Sharma. But tune in next week for the conclusion of this interview, as well as another tale from the judge about another paranormal experience that he has encountered and wishes to share with you, our audience. So make sure you tune in next week for this upcoming episode of the From the Shadows podcast. I am the producer. Jason Lewis. And now, let me turn you back over to your host, Shane Grove, with another word from this week's sponsor. We here at From the Shadows podcast would like to welcome a new sponsor, Noss Hops, the first choice for all your microbrewing needs. Their facility prides itself in growing the finest hops in Ohio. Hey, man, where's the tequila? Jerry. There isn't any hops in tequila. There isn't? Dang. Okay, so for all your home brewing needs, contact Glenn and Tim at Noss Hops. And Jason, keep Jerry out of the tequila. For real. Ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. Please visit us on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash from the shadows podcast and on our Instagram page at Instagram.com forward slash from the shadows podcast and tweet us on our Twitter feed at Twitter.com forward slash podcast underscore from thank you for joining us and we look forward to hearing from you all. Until next time, never shy away from the darkness or what may be lurking in the shadows. We are out. <laughs>
Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.